Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're doing well. hope you are ready to study the Word of God today. I know I am. It's always an honor and a privilege to be here on the radio on the Joy FM to teach the Word of God. I pray that God will use this message today, just really speak to hearts and to just really encourage you to just want to live for Him more and more and more. And if you're listening and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, you haven't made that decision to make Him Lord and Savior of your life, I pray today is your day that you make that decision. The greatest decision any of us can ever make is to give our lives to Jesus. Before we get into today's message, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your mercy, your grace that you pour out upon us each and every day, Lord, continually. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning. We thank you that your grace is unending. You have an endless supply of grace. We thank you for loving us so much that you did give us your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, to pay the price that we could not pay. And we thank you, Jesus, that you went through all of that because you love us. Not because any of us deserve it, but because you love us. And thank you for loving us. And thank you, God, for raising Jesus back to life on the third day. So all who believe, everyone who believes, won't die and go to hell, but will be with you forever and ever and ever for eternity. And Father, I pray for those who have not made that decision. Oh, I pray today, Lord, that they'll call out upon you, that they will give their lives to you and call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. Father, we thank you for each person listening today who believes in you and follows you and is obedient to your word. Lord, I pray for those who maybe they were excited about living for you at one time, but they've kind of cooled off and haven't been praying, haven't been worshiping, haven't been telling others about you. I pray today will be the day that they'll be uplifted, encouraged, and receive that new fire to want to live for you once again, Lord. So Lord, you know each and every one of us, each and every one of our situations. And God, I just lift them all up to you. Thank you again, God, for this opportunity to share your word. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us, to guide us into all truths. And I pray, God, that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only. We love you and we praise you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. This morning's message is titled, Do You Love God? I preached this message recently at a revival service, and I think it's just such an important message that I wanted to teach it here this morning on Sunday morning with Love and Action. So if you're able to look at your Bible as we go through this message today, I encourage you to do so, take notes, and turn with me to John chapter 14. That's where we're going to start today. John chapter 14, verse 15. The title of today's message is a question I want to ask everyone. Do you love God? Now, that's a question that's pretty easy to say yes to, isn't it? I hope so. (laughs) But do you? Do you truly love God? And we're going to look at some scripture today to see if we are truly showing God that we love him. Because we can talk about loving somebody all day long, but don't our actions speak louder than words? Do you love God? Think about that question as we go through today's message. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15. This is Jesus talking, and he says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. He is saying, if you love me, then you're going to do what I've commanded you to do. 
So we need to look at our lives and see if we are doing what Jesus tells us to do. And by doing so, we're showing him that we love him because we're being obedient to him. Verse 14 in in the same chapter of John, Jesus says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. There again, Jesus is, is telling us, Whoever has my commands and keeps them, he is the one who loves me, or she is the one who loves me. So again, he makes that very clear, doesn't he? John chapter 14, verses 23 and 24, Jesus is is answering a question here, and he says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So again, Jesus is showing us, and this is all within about nine verses. He's telling us over and over again, if we love him, we will keep his commandments. So back to that question, do you love God? Are you showing him that you love him? We know salvation is not about works. We cannot do enough good deeds, good works to make it to heaven. Impossible only through faith in Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed on the cross for our sins and that God raised him from the dead. Jesus purchased our salvation. So it's not about salvations of works, but what it's about is showing God that we love him by being obedient to him. If we love someone and we're going to follow someone as Jesus commands us to follow him, then we're going to be obedient to him because we love him. The key point here is love for Jesus is inseparable from obedience. You can't have one without the other. If we love him, we will obey him. If we say we love him, but we're not obedient to him, then do we really love him? I talk often about taking a self-evaluation. When we read God's word, are we doing what his word is telling us? And here's another great opportunity to take that self-evaluation Do we truly love him? Are we being obedient to him? Or are we just giving him lip service and saying, yes, I love God, but I'm going to do things my own way. But I love him, but not enough to do what he tells me to do. See, that's not love. That's not loving God. He says, if we love him, we will keep his commandments. And Jesus, in verse 15 that we started off with, where he says, my commandments, he's not only talking about his ethical commandments in in context. He's talking about the entire revelation of the Father. He's talking about, look, it's been revealed to you now that I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God, and I've come to pay your sin, to pay the cost of your sin, to take the wrath of God. And if you believe, you'll be saved. And if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So, Jesus is telling us all this because he wants us to love him. He wants us to live for him, and he wants us to get the benefit of loving him because it even says here that if we love him, we're going to be loved by the Father. And there's no greater love than our Heavenly Father. The love that he has for us, that's the greatest love there's ever been and ever will be. We talk a lot about love in society today, but I think a lot of people have a very distorted view of what love is all about. God is love. The essence of God is love, and he 
He has the most unbelievable love. If you've never experienced his love, let me tell you, you are missing out on the greatest part of life. And that's why I encourage you each and every week to give your life to Jesus. I know when I did, man, my life changed. And I felt that love that only could come from him. And he has totally changed my life. And I never want to be outside that love again. I want more and more and more of him. And that's that's what happens when we fall in love with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus is telling us here, keep his commandments. Do what he says. Show show our love for him. If, don't just give lip service, but do. Do what he says. And you see, the love for Jesus, again, is inseparable from obedience. Because he says, if we love him, we will obey him. So again, do you love him? Are you obeying his commands? You may ask, well, what are the commands? Well, we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. But first, let's look at Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. The Gospel of Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. Jesus is once again speaking here, and he says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Jesus is telling us here that if we will build our lives upon him, he's our solid rock, build the foundation of our lives upon him, being obedient to his commands, then when the floods of this life, the tribulations and the trials and everything that we face here on this earth, we're going to stand strong. It's not going to crush us. It's not going to knock us down. We're going to make it through. We're going to persevere and we're going to make it to one day seeing him face to face. But if we hear his word and we don't obey him, then he's telling us our lives will end up in shambles because when things happen like a pandemic, it can totally crush a life. It can wipe it out from the foundation. But if that foundation is built on Jesus and if we are living this life for him, we're obeying him, then not even a pandemic can crush us. We all go through things in this life, don't we? We experience losing loved ones. We experience financial hardships, sickness, all kind of things that this world brings upon us. But when we're living for Jesus and we know his commandments and we live by them, then we're going to make it through these trials and tribulations, these hard times, so much better. I know since I gave my life to Jesus back in 1989, I've been through a lot, just like everybody else has since 1989. But through it all, there's been one constant, Jesus. He hasn't changed. And because of him, because of his word that's continually planted into my heart, I've made it through each and every trial, each and every tribulation, even near death from sickness, all because of Jesus. And I'm here today. And I'm just praising God and loving him because he is awesome and he is worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. And he is the one 
that I've chosen to build my life upon, and he is the solid rock. So I'm encouraging you. You may have been in church all your life, but you've just been listening to the word but not applying it as James tells us to do. We got to start applying his word. Apply it to your life and see how Jesus moves in you and how much your life changes because of that. And I'm talking about the commands of Christ here. If we will obey them, we show that we love him. Do you know the commands of Jesus Christ? If you're saying, well, not really, unfortunately, you're not alone. And I say unfortunately because, unfortunately, too many people don't know the Word of God and don't know the commandments of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to really encourage you to study the commandments of Christ. That's one part of our discipleship courses that we teach at Love and Action is the 50 commands of Christ. And if you would like to check out what we offer as far as discipleship goes at Love and Action, please go to our website, loveinactionministries.com, loveinactionministries.com, and check out our Love and Action School of Discipleship. The 50 Commands is the second part of our discipleship course. We start out with T for T, which is short for training for trainers. And then those who go through T for T go into the 50 Commands of Christ. And we're about to start a new class for 50 Commands of Christ, as well as a new class for T for T. If you're interested in taking training for trainers, to start out and then move your way to 50 commands and beyond you again you can check that all out on our website but if you're interested in it uh, just give me an email ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com and i can let you know on some uh, opportunities and when we're when we're teaching those classes and again check it out and get involved because we need to understand what our Lord is telling us to do. And some of his commands are fear God, not man. He commands us to honor our parents. He commands us to lead by example. He says, feed my sheep. That's a command. He tells us to make disciples, to baptize people, to teach disciples to obey his commandments. And that takes us to the next scripture. And those who know me and those who have heard me preach and teach for a long time know that I will usually have the Great Commission in my message. <laughs> Not always, but most of the time. Because this Great Commission that he gives us is an incredible command, and it's an incredible way to live our lives. So if we will live our lives by doing the Great Commission, fulfilling the Great Commission, we will have an incredible life and bring so much honor and glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Look at what Jesus says there. We are to teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. To teach who? Those who we are discipling. We go, we tell people about Jesus. People come to Jesus, they give their lives to him. They need to know how to live for him. And so they become disciples, students of Jesus. And we are to teach them. One of the things we are to teach them is to obey all that he has commanded us. So we better know his commands, right? Because first of all, we need to be living 
by them. We need to be obedient to his commands. Then we need to be teaching others his commands so they can also live according to them, be obedient to Jesus, and can also go on and teach others about that. So again, it's important to understand the 50 commands of Christ, and you can go back if you want, want to go back and listen to messages on the 50 commands of Christ, I actually taught that all 50 commands right here on Sunday morning of love and action. And you can go look at the love and action podcast that I always post the messages there on pot on our love and action podcast. You can find that on Podbean, Google podcast, Spotify, uh, Google Chrome's about anywhere you get your podcasts you can listen to them there, and you can go back, and you can you can listen to them one by one. But definitely understand our Lord's commands and be obedient to them. That's what he asks us to do. And, and look, his commands are not burdensome. And we learn about that. Well, you learn about that by living them. You'll realize it's not a burden at all to be obedient to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, it's an awesome life to be obedient to Jesus. But we also learn about it. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. 1 John, if you're not familiar with the Bible, go towards the back, all the way to the back almost. Before you get to Revelation, before you get to Jude, you'll see 1, 2, 3 John. Uh, sometimes I jokingly call it Little John because the, the books are so small. And there's also the Gospel of John, so just don't want to get confused there. 1 John Chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Let's read it. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? God is telling us through John here how to be an overcomer in these verses and obeying his commands. As we see there, that's a very big key in living a life as an overcomer. We see in verses 2 and 3, John writes, we are to obey and keep his commandments. Twice in these two verses, we see that twice. So you see things repeated in the Bible, you really need to pay even more attention to it. God is trying to tell us something, so he repeats it twice that we are to obey and keep his commandments. And obedience is the third characteristic of an overcomer. In these five verses, John weaves faith, love, and obedience all together. They exist mutually. It's a dynamic relationship faith, love, and obedience. The genuine proof of love is obedience. So the genuine proof of faith is love. The word keep or obey, depending on your translation, conveys the idea of constant obedience. You see, God's not telling us to be obedient once or twice a week. Okay, let's go to church and let's be obedient by worshiping him today. And then that's all we do all week. That's not what God's talking about. He's not telling us to, hey, if, if you feel like it, you can obey a couple of commands here or there. That's not what he's saying. Jesus wants us to be consistent, to be constantly obedient to him. Always, not just once or twice a week, not 
just once or twice a day, but always. And you may be saying, well, Ken, that's, that's impossible. No, it's not. No, it's not impossible. Once you start living for him and you see how he wants us to live this life, you, you understand his commands, then you start applying them to your life. And again, you realize it's not a burden. It is not a burden to live for Jesus. Jesus makes the way for us first to heaven, right? Brings us back together with the Father. But he also makes the way for us here on this earth. We know this earth is crazy and it gets crazier every day. We look around us and see just one thing after another happening. But I want to encourage you, don't get caught up in all that. Get caught up in Jesus and understand that he loves you. He loves you so much. And and these commands are to bring him glory and to also give us life and give us a better life here on earth. That doesn't mean as we're living this life for him that we're not going to go through tough times. Because I mentioned earlier, I gave my life to Jesus back in 89, and I've been through a lot of tough times, just like anybody else goes through tough times. And I know when we all go through a tough time, our time is tougher than anything else, right? Because we're going through it. But I'm telling you, through it all, Jesus is always there. He's always with us. And he's not going to leave us. Matter of fact, in the Great Commission, right at the end there, we see that he tells us he will be with us always, always. So he wants us to also be obedient to him always. So again, my question at the very beginning today, do you love God? Are you obeying his commands? In verse 3 of 1 John chapter 5, John tells us that his command, that God's commands are not burdensome. You know what's burdensome? Man-made religious tradition. That's burdensome. God's isn't. When we see that Jesus, he fulfilled the law, and he fulfilled prophecies, and he died on the cross for us, and he said, this is a new covenant. So he, he has given us a new covenant through his blood. And these commands that he gives us through his teaching, just go and read the Gospels. And I encourage you, if you had not read the Gospels in a while or you have never read the Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, start out in John. And the reason why I say I always encourage people to start in John, they're all awesome. They're all wonderful. They're all the Word of God. They all talk about Jesus. Matthew, Mark, and Luke do a wonderful job of describing what Jesus did, what he said, and John does too, but John, he really focuses on the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want you to see. He is Lord of all. He is the Messiah, the one sent from the Father to pay our price for our sins. But God's commands here are not burdensome. You remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, verse 4? He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus doesn't want to heap a bunch of heaviness upon us through commands. Man-made religion and traditions will, will do that to us. And if we get into a thinking we have to work our way to heaven, which you can't do, that's false teaching if, if anybody's teaching you that, then you're going to feel heavy and the burden's going to be heavy. But Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid the price for all of us. He made the way. And so now he's telling us, he's showing us how to live our lives. And, it, and it's recorded in his word. And we can go and, and read his word and see how he's telling us how to live this life for him. And it brings him glory. And it gives us life. And we get to share him with others. That's just really an amazing thing to do, <laughs> is to share Jesus with others. So many people haven't. But he commands us to. 
So we need to be obedient and share him with others. I'm not talking about preaching a sermon to somebody. I'm talking about sharing your testimony, sharing what Jesus has done in your life. You know what he's done in your life. You can tell it better than anybody, and you can share that with them because your testimony is going to mean something to them, and he commands us to do that. So we need to do that. But remember, it's not burdensome to live for Jesus. I've lived for this world, and I've lived for Jesus. And I want to tell you, there's no way ever that I want to go back to the world because there's no comparison to how it is to live for Christ. When I lived for the world, I I lived for myself and for things, thinking that would fulfill me, but it didn't. I needed Jesus to fulfill me. And when I gave my life to him, I've shared this testimony before. I was in I was in my car, a little Chevrolet Chevette back in 1989 when I gave my life to Jesus. And let me tell you, it's been a different life. It's been a better life. And his love just fills every part of my life. And he is with me always. And he wants to be with you always. He is with you always. We just need to open up our, our hearts to him and give our hearts to him. Just like the prodigal son did. When he, in the story in the Bible, when he asked his father to give him his inheritance early, and then he got it and he took off, and he partied in a faraway land. He partied until he had nothing left. He didn't even have any food left, and he obviously didn't have any friends because as soon as the money dried up, they took off, and that's something that's always the case. And then he finally decided, I'm going to return to my father's house because even servants at his house didn't starve. They were well fed. So I'm going to go back to them and tell them, look, I've sinned against you. I don't deserve to be your son. I I want to be one of your servants. And so he goes back and his father sees him coming. And his father is so excited because he he didn't know what happened to his son. His father didn't wait for him to get to the house. His father ran to his son. And his son told him, look, father, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. I've I've just messed up. I have no right to be called your son. I'd like to be a servant. His dad said, bring a robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and let's kill the fatted calf and let's celebrate because my son was lost and now he's found. He received his son back completely as his son, not as a servant, as his son, and celebrated for his son coming home. And that's what happens when we come back to Jesus. All of heaven celebrates when we when we give our lives to God and we run to Jesus and he's running to us, but just, I encourage you to turn to him today and ask him to forgive you of your sins, which means disobedience and ask him to save you, to be your Lord, to be your savior. The word says to confess that he is Lord. So confess that he's your Lord. Confess that he's your savior and that you believe he died on that cross and that God raised him back to life on the third day. The word of God says to repent, which means to turn from our sinful ways and turn to him. Do that. Say, Jesus, I'm going to repent of my sins. I want to turn to you now. Help me. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live for you day by day. Just pray something like that. Give your life to him. And if you do that, and I encourage you to do that if you don't know him, turn to him. And if you do, or if you have any questions whatsoever, please contact me. Our office number is 334-494-4995, or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. 
I'd love to give you some next steps. I'd love to celebrate another soul saved. We're going to end right there today. We are out of time. I appreciate you joining me today. Know that Jesus loves you. I pray you have a great week coming up. And I pray that God will bless you and keep you. May cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.